Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Callum. And one of us is born. This week we're watching The Ruttles, All You Need Is Cash. Who were the Ruttles? I don't know. People were proud in double back alley. Papers were loud, but ever so pally. Uh, is it really the rattles? <laughs> it might be somebody else. We are getting wet in a shower because basically we talked it over chastity and myself. And we came to the conclusion that uh, civilization was nothing more than an effective sewage system. So this is the second in our music mockumentary month for me. Uh, this was a 1978 television film that traces in a mockumentary style the career of fictitious English rock group The Ruttles, who are based pretty blatantly on the Beatles. Um, now this is a really odd film in that we obviously picked this for our music mockumentary month ages ago and neither of us can remember why we picked it. Um, or even indeed at least for me I can't remember how we found it either I think listener we're very professional here Mm -hmm. I think what happened was we googled best music mockumentaries because we had the others lined up Mm -hmm. and we're like shit we have one last one to film we didn't have any ideas so we just took the first one that popped up on the recommendation list and that's a gamble always because you know the critics don't always yeah Critics don't always get it right. Audience doesn't always get it right. And we don't always get it right. Apart oh, well, from that we do. We um, are. We're, we're perfect. We're pretty so, perfect. Pretty perfect. Yeah. Okay. Pretty perfect. So yeah. Um, that's probably a, a good guess as to how we found that, if not entirely correct, which it probably is. Um, so let's go with that. That is what happened. It's canon. That's how we came to this yeah. decision. Um, now... Maybe we should be a little bit honest as well and say that there's no like there's no premise to help guide us along online. Um, and I watched the whole thing without taking any notes, as one does, because one is smart. See, I did take notes. Good, thank God um, for that. You're going to be disappointed. Um. <laughs> My notes consist of three quotes that I found amusing. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that fine. Will, that will guide us through. Yeah, that'll do. Um, before we go into that, maybe we should just talk about the Beatles a little bit. Um, just because of them being the main thing this is based off of, do you have much history with the Beatles? Um, my dad was a fan, mm-hmm. is a fan. I think every British kid listens to them a little bit because they're kind of shoved in your face. I, put, I had the, do you remember Rock Band? Yes. I had the Beatles edition of that and we played that. Oh. And I really enjoyed the film yesterday. Have you ever seen that film? I haven't seen that one, no. Um, it's a really good film. Um, it's a um, Danny Boyle film where the Beatles don't exist. That's the premise of the film. And it's just oh. showing... And, and the guy makes up that he wrote the Beatles songs. Yeah, I'm sure I remember you talking about that ages ago. And I, 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 thought, I thought that sounded good at the time, but I've never gotten around to seeing it. 
Um, but yeah. We'll, we'll try and find a reason to watch that one because that's actually a really, really good film. Yeah. No, that does sound really good. Um, funnily enough, I mean, probably unsurprisingly, uh, it's kind of similar for me. My dad was a Beatles fan, so like we had sure. the Beatles in the car a lot growing up. Um, and uh, the the Beatles film I'm most familiar with is the Yellow Submarine. Yeah, the, the animated one. The animated one. Yeah, we watched that a lot when we were children, my sister and I. So uh, the soundtrack for that, I really, really enjoy. Um, and the film itself, I think I watched a couple of... In fact, I think the last time I watched it was when I was in uni. And like it was... Not how I remembered it as a kid, but I think I appreciate it's the plot a lot more now because when you're a kid, it's just a bunch of colors and, and moving things moving around. And mm-hmm. I, it's quite a, I think it's a little bit difficult for children to follow along with, or maybe I'm, maybe I was just a dumb child, but like maybe it was just difficult for me to follow along. No, I think that's fair. I think it's kind of like a bit of a, like everyone was on a lot of drugs at that point, weren't they? Mm. So I think that's fair that you didn't follow along. I don't think you were meant to. No, probably just not. Just embrace the colors. Yeah. Oh, and I did. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, but I have, we have loads of videotaped um, holiday like films, like on actual tapes, goodness me, showing my age. Like <laughs> Because my parents are retro, not because tapes were the current medium at the time, no. dear listener. They could have recorded it straight digitally, but they thought, nah, we'll just use tapes. Because we're cool, they're hipsters, like, they are. Because these were only filmed a couple of years ago. Because I'm young, yeah. Um, but in these tapes, uh, you can hear like a lot of the time it's like, oh, we're driving down to like Scarborough or somewhere, and there's like a Beatles song in the car in the background or something like that. Um, I especially associate, I think it's across the universe, mm-hmm. um, with being very very young in the car i like that song and i like the song yesterday as well yesterday's nice probably my favorite two beatles songs there's you know what there's lots of good beatles songs i'm gonna have to have a quick yeah i was gonna say i'm gonna need to have a little quick search on the rival so many eleanor rigby here comes the sun oh so many there's so many hey jude oh i like hey jude yeah um yeah, Let It Be is good as well. Yeah. Um, There's lots of songs I haven't heard of. Like, that's the same with like the Queen as well. Like, you hear all the, the top ones, but you don't hear all of them. Help is a good song. Yeah. Oh, um, so just because it's off the soundtrack, I'm just yep. looking at the Yellow Submarine soundtrack. So, Yellow Submarine, fucking classic. Yeah. Uh, only a Northern song. Like, you won't know that just for the title unless you know it, but that's a really good song. Uh, uh, the Yellow Submarine soundtrack also has All Together Now, mm-hmm. Hey Bulldog, uh, All You Need Is Love, and a few other ones which are kind of exclusive to the film itself, so not that memorable. I like Blackbird really. as well. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, I know that song. That's good. There's enough. tons of, there's so many Beatles songs, like an aggressive amount, um, that if you chose it as a mastermind topic, you'd be a fool. Because you'd yeah. never be able to get everything right. Yeah, there's quite a lot to go for, and like I'm sure even now there's probably some that like I'm gonna wake up in like four hours after we stop recording and think, "Fuck, I forgot to mention." Yeah. Like whatever, because there's just too many, basically. Um, did you ever, did you ever watch any of the the Beatles actual films? Mm-mm. No. Nah, I had no like. My dad was like, 
honestly, my dad was more into the Beach Boys because I think it's like my my parents are a bit too young for the Beatles, really. So they listened to the Beatles, and I say they. My dad listened to the Beatles and uh, the Beach Boys because his parents listened to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas my parents are more around the time of like you know, you know the Backstreet Boys and and New Kids on the Block. You know mm-hmm. they were more that era, Kylie Minogue. So they yeah. weren't really. I don't really have the same kind of connection that you do, I guess. Mine's just like a second, third hand, sorry. Mm, that's probably quite fair. Like, I mean, I, my dad was alive when the Beatles were popular, so... Yeah, see, that's why... Yeah, I, I don't have that same connection that you do. Yeah. There. Well, even then, like, it's funny because... Um, so we grew up... Uh, my, my parents didn't really like... Uh, modern music in the way that i don't like modern music now (laughs) but like so like we would go around and we would never have you know the current radio on in the car it would always be like radio 2 which historically plays oldie or like you know like Mm -hmm. 30 plus 30 year plus type stuff or someone's tapes so it would be the beatles or bb king or t-rex or or the osmonds or something like that so like we grew up with stuff from the 60s and 70s and, mm. and like occasionally something modern would break through. So like Believe by Cher and Torn by Natalie and Brulio, like I remember liking those songs, but it was primarily because they were new as opposed to, I mean, they're both good songs, but like, I think I liked them a lot more because they were new as opposed to just. Yeah, it's like it's not hearing the fucking ch- Children of the Revolution for the third time in a row. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Try <laughs> 33rd time in a row. Like I, they used to play a lot of Queen as well. And like, I remember hearing um you know i want to ride my bicycle in the car on on an obnoxious number of times and um uh, queen is one of the few ones um and this is where i get in trouble to be honest i'm probably going to get in trouble a lot during this episode because i don't know how much the ruttles is beloved but well we'll get there when we get there i guess but like queen um was played probably the same as if not more than the beatles in the car growing up and i I don't mind some Queen songs, but I just don't get, I don't get what everyone else seems to get with Queen. It's just not for me. It's a shame. That's yeah. all I can say. It's a shame. Yeah. I, I like them both. Um, regardless whether you like them or not, like I'm not, this is not shady. They they made a big fucking impact on the British music scene. Like, yeah, they've influenced so many modern bands, which is why yesterday such a fucking great film because it shows you. If they weren't there, what would, you know, who else would be missing? Yeah. It's weird because um, my car rides were like, yeah, we, we did play New Kids in the Block and stuff, but for the most part, it was like the R&B yearbook and Scouting for Girls album. Like, I, I think I was mostly in control of the car music. Like, Black Eyed Peas were playing a lot. Like, mm. I have a really awful feeling that I was a dictator <laughs> of the car <laughs> CD player. I mean, it's a good, it's a good thing to be a dictator of. <sighs> Yeah, I guess, but kind of a dick move on my part in it. <laughs> I don't know about that. We had to listen to Murder the Dance Floor like once every car trip. It was on the on the seat one of the CDs you listened to. I mean, it's a nice, it's a fair enough sacrifice, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I we we never yeah, so I we never really got power over that until we were a bit older, and like we'd take these long car trips down to see family down south at summer and at that point it was literally like a rotational right bring some cds and everyone takes turns and 
yeah you endure so generally speaking you would pick whatever like you'd pick something that had a longer track listing just so that mm-hmm. like you could have some sanity for a bit um see i got lucky we had kind of the same like i say don't say we didn't have the exact same music taste but we all enjoyed the same you know car trips like so we had the, the mika mika album as well the two of them you know and we bless it. we just go through the albums and no one would complain because it's like i don't know just good time music oh, really we, we did not have that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah my my mom uh my mom can tolerate quite a lot of stuff yeah um which uh my has led my dad to believe that she doesn't really actually like anything that much because if you're a fan of everything are you really a fan of anything so it's like mm, i don't know we'll see we'll see i guess one day but um so then i was like teenage callum was there with his r&b albums anywho that was a long that was a long ramble away from the beatles <laughs> darn it i don't oh, even, well. i'm not even gonna try and link it back because i don't know how we can so we'll just do a, <laughs> i don't even know where we came from we'll just do an awkward sidestep back to the topic <laughs> at hand anywho um so the ruttles then uh the ruttles uh, in addition, outside of uh, All You Need Is Cash, uh, they were a fictitious group, which has also released albums uh, which are available to stream. You can find some of their albums on Apple Music, I presume. They're not fictitious, then. They're real. Well, yeah. Well, they're a real parody band yeah. uh, with with members that have constantly changed. Like, the past members, there's a good number of them. It looks like there's 12 people who have been in it at one point or another. Really? Yeah, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 people previously. Has anyone stayed consistent in it? Don't think so. No. Uh, primarily because of age, though, because the last time they went on tour was actually 2019, it looks like. So, yeah. like, I think it's just like a touring novelty act type thing. Like, for if you're into the Beatles. Um, oh, no. So, oh, no, the, no, look, some of them have. So, uh, Innes, who is Innes? Neil Innes is, was the main one. He, he was one of the originals. He died of a heart attack at the age of 75. And the, the Ruttles disbanded shortly afterwards. Um, in his final interview before his death, Innes expressed enthusiasm about either a late 2019 US tour or a 2020 spring tour. So they were still touring or at least planning on doing tours mm-hmm. up to that point. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, well, I actually think that is interesting because... I wasn't really that familiar with the Ruttles as a concept until I started looking into it for this episode. So they've existed for the better part of 40 years. Mm-hmm. And this is my first introduction to them in the last couple yeah. of weeks. So, But that being said, I guess if you're like a Monty Python fan, first off, mm-hmm. or if you're a Beatles fan, you would probably know because like they're the closest thing you're going to... I mean, Okay, first, like, the closest thing you're going to get, finish that sentence, Sam, stop doing that. Um, second of all, though, I think, objectively speaking, the songs aren't bad parody songs. They're not. Um, do you have a favourite one from this? I think Ouch was my favourite. Same, Ouch, <laughs> Ouch was my favourite as well. It's the one that's closest to the actual song. Yeah. Um, the lyrics were really good to that, though, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so most of this film actually does take the form of music videos, which I didn't realize no, going in. No, yeah, that's correct. Um, there's quite a few in there, um, which is fine. Um, it's it's really 
I guess it's a fun way of breaking things up, but I actually think it. I think that's used as a way to to make up for the fact that there's not really an awful lot of content in this. Like the 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 version we watched is just over an hour long, possibly mm-hmm. possibly under an hour if you take the credits yeah. out. Um, so there was a, a little snag with my one. I don't know if you got the same situation where there's just a silent bit. I think there's a bit we've missed. Y- yeah, during one of the music videos, there was. was towards the end, and then there was like a bit of the guy's narration. So, so like there's a little jump in the story that I think we've missed. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, I don't know that we missed that much. No. I mean, I think it was just a TV. What we've watched is a TV special where they're just showing off the music videos yeah. they made. So the... The way it's presented is very mockumentary style in the sense that it is, you're right, It's in reality it's an attempt to show off the music videos they've made, but it's presented as a, as a TV presenter going around and talking to camera. And it plays with a lot of documentary tropes, whether that be your presenter walking down the street of... Uh, the birthplace of one of the per- one of the people he's talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, and then <laughs> extreme travel locations for one shot, which I found I find that really funny because they yeah. do that so often. They're like, oh yes, this person was born in here, Denmark, and then they're back in Britain. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what you traveled all that way? Yeah, um, for a single shot. Or uh, you know, like I'm standing here next to the Liverpool Bank, and like it's a, it's a bank, and what he actually means is the bank of the river or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love as well. Uh, that the guys, uh, your TV presenter is walking along and slowly the camera is like increasing in speed. And so by the end, he's having to run to keep up with it while still giving <laughs> his his little talk. The presenter was really good. Whoever he was, who was he? That's uh, Eric Idle. Uh, he was very funny. Guy. Yeah. Well, he is a Monty Python. Yeah, yeah. Um, far from him. home and far from talented. Many, many great lines from that man. <laughs> it reminds me of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that was a really really wonderful line um so the point then i suppose of the rattles if i can just give a little um overview uh all you need is cash follows four mop top john brits whose right choice of trousers tight gets them a lifetime recording contract despite their lack of musical ability overcoming that they produce monumental albums like sergeant rotter's only darts club band which along with appearances on the ed sullivan show in a concert at a stadium cement their world domination in pop music but as with their fab four namesake artistic differences and various other problems threaten to derail ruttle mania so this is a very very um it's pretty it's not even pretending that it's like not the beatles it's blatantly the beatles it follows the story of the beatles uh line for line pretty much yeah. uh, everything from the the screaming girls out in the street and them having to get into cars to escape uh, right the way through to the whole bigger than jesus scandals that the beatles had and <laughs> and the inevitable breakup of the band when they'll go off their separate way for for uh, I mean... different things yeah i actually for all that i'm like i'm not much happened see the little jokes that did hit they hit so well mm-hmm um, yeah. Could you explain to me a cellar full of guys? I never got that. Was that just? No, but that did make me gasp. <laughs> 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 so, um, was oh, it just a cellar full of noise? 
Oh, so, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a, a parody on a, a, a cellar full of noise. So a goy is a Jewish name for a non-Jewish person. So and none of them are Jewish. So they yeah, are. Yeah, that was the point. Yeah, because they made yeah. a joke about them not being Jewish. Okay. Okay, so, I get it now. It is a cellar full of goys, but. So, <laughs> The problem is with this is you have to be really, you have to know a lot of Beatle mm-hmm. trivia to get the jokes. And the problem is, I don't know mm-hmm. that much Beatle trivia. And I wasn't around in the 70s. I mean, they did release their parody about the time where the Beatles, you know, people would have known the Beatles really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just through context that we've missed out, I think, honestly, here. Yeah, because they they go out of their way in this. They actually have like the real Mick Jagger in mm-hmm. this, and he's talking about them. And a lot of what he has to say, like it, it's quite funny that he's quite game to be involved and in this way. Because I suppose in real life, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones were obviously compared quite yeah. a lot or referenced within to each other quite a lot. And so I think. It's quite fun for him to be here and talking about the Ruttles, but the Beatles and kind of yeah. acknowledging. Well, they had um, Paul Simon as well. Yeah, of course. And um, George, uh, not George Har- Harrison, sorry. Uh, no, it was George Harrison. Like, they had a fucking Beatle in there. Like, <laughs> what? Did they? Did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, they had George, George uh, the, the, you know, the, so there's a part where they're outside the Ruttles Corp or whatever. And there's a news interview person, and that's that's George Harrison. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah. See, I like completely went over my head. Yeah. I missed that entirely. <laughs> yeah, you really do need to know your stuff. Yeah. Or, like I'd have to watch Beatles documentaries and go back and watch it, which is such a bummer because it's such a you know people who were there at the time would have just instantly got got you know it's a joke, 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 joke. It's like ah. Oh. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you've if you've learned anything about us by this point, it's that we tend not to know our stuff so no. we just float along and hope for the best and... leggy mount batten was a parody of brian epstein and that was a sailor full of noise was his uh, autobiography yeah i, I enjoyed leggy <laughs> <laughs> like there's just some like very british jokes like did, did brian epstein have like a leg problem in your life i don't know but yeah, in this one, they just gave him a wooden leg. Yeah. That's such a, like, Monty Python thing to do, isn't it? I don't know how to yeah. describe that, but it's such a Monty Python thing. Yeah, it's just like a visual... Visual gag. Visual gag for no real reason, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if that was... I don't know if... I've not got a clue, is the honest answer. Um, they also had um, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray... Only ones I can think of on the top of my head. Yeah, I recognised them. They didn't really offer much to it, but they were there. No, they were fine. Um, yeah, like it's really, really hard because uh, I suppose we could, rather than going through the whole thing, because realistically, I don't think we've got the capacity to. Like, we should maybe pick out some of the standout moments and, and feel yeah. how we felt that they fit. So the guy who who went to New Orleans to, tra- to trace the history of the Rattles music, uh, I really enjoyed him speaking to the guy that um, was claiming he uh, 
he invented the Rattles music and then the woman next to him was just like, no, you didn't. I said this all the time whenever anyone comes to make a documentary. I love that little discussion. And the guy's like, well, we've rather wasted our time. Yep. <laughs> the first guy he talks to is like, yeah, I copied the Rattles. I worked on the railway and then I quit and now I'm now I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um, I like the idea that the Rattles all got addicted to tea as well. And this was that always- was so funny because I was drinking a cup of tea and I was like, yes, I get it. Because it's, yeah, obviously, guys, Beatles, weed, ha ha ha, we get it, drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they all got addicted to tea and then he, the media gave him the chance to deny it. And he's like, well, yeah, I drink tea. And it's like, well, yeah. yeah. My, I think the bit I liked the best was just because I'd listened to a podcast about it earlier was the they mentioned the Paul McCartney scandal now if you guys haven't heard of this because you know you're, you're youthful like us it's a bit like the Avril Lavigne one where they've they're convinced that at some point Paul McCartney died and mm-hmm. was replaced by an imposter and that the Beatles wrote these secrets into their wrote some hints into their music which always makes you laugh because that's been around for ages have you seen that where it's people are like oh this band left a message um, if, if you play the song backwards you get the message I'm like oh god who's got the actual fucking capacity to write a song backwards like that though and make it make sense going forwards yeah I remember um, so the first time I discovered this whole uh, thing was uh, while I was in my I was still in college actually so this was pre-university for me and uh, I think I was trapped in a Wikipedia hole or something one night mm. and I just kept reading and reading. But um, yeah, I so I discovered, um, I forget what, is it all, uh, if you play all together now backwards, it sounds like they're singing I Buried Paul. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of hear what they're going for, except why would you, like, why would you play all together but now backwards in the first place? And why would you admit to murder on a, yeah. on a song backwards? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Like, even there's stuff like that now, like, where, where you know, it's like Tupac stuff saying, oh, right, Tupac's still alive. You know, if you play this random Eminem song backwards, it says that. I'm like, mm. if you make yourself hear anything and someone tells you that's what it says, you're going to hear that. That's the thing. It's just you can trick anyone's brain into hearing certain stuff from noises. But not only that, like, record labels are quite sharp now and they know that people are wanting to find stuff like that so they could quite happily plant stuff like that for fucking weirdos to to hunt out anyway even if they wanted and then deny that that was there as well like just to spur some conversation anything that will get people listening i don't know about that i just think just i just think it's a silly thing to have to like you have to see i can totally imagine eminem like doing that as a publicity thing I can totally But like you'd have to like it's just it takes a lot of work to make that work, you know, properly. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, but like it's if it if it if it does work and if it gets people talking, it's like free publicity in a way that like, you know, well you've you've got your your what, like twenty five years into your career at this point. No one really cares about your new stuff. Oh wait, you've got a subliminal message on your new album. Well that'll get people talking, you know. But see, it's only like that that craze is gone now. That was only like the early two thousands and he was kinda of popular then anyway. And it's not even like he got the views, it's some <laughs> random twat who's <laughs> made a separate channel and is just playing the song backwards on loop. <laughs> something something not being popular anymore doesn't stop people going for it. Just look at my Madonna. Like she's so far behind the times. No one's playing her song backwards. Like, so, there's no secrets to you, girl. There's no secrets to you. No. Well, no. Like I was more thinking her her jumping on the dubstep train about two years after it left. Like, <laughs> you know, she's just tragic. 
but like yeah something being popular doesn't mean there won't be like older people trying to keep up like it's just i can see it anyway is all i'm saying i can i can so what do you know of the paul mccartney's dead theory um i have read it uh quite a while ago but off the top of my head i i couldn't recite much to you all i know is that supposedly there is uh hidden confessions in some of the songs uh, and supposedly some of the album covers give clues to this mm-hmm. as well um uh I, the abbey road cover i know is supposed to look like a funeral procession as a, yeah. as, as opposed to just what it is um so basically basically oh, i'm going to give you the premise of it so the theory is that he died in a car crash and the Beatles didn't want the public, the public to be upset mm-hmm. or grieve. So they decided to replace him um, with the winner of a McCartney lookalike contest. Some people think it's a guy called William Campbell or something like that. Mm. Um, and they then, <laughs> then the, the band decided, oh, you know, we feel disingenuous. What we'll do is we'll leave some clues for our hardcore fans to decipher the truth. Which, to me... It's madness. Like, if you're going to replace a member, you're not going to fucking, like, you know, an album cover is a pretty blatant hint. Mm-hmm. I just, I just can't see it. It's the same with the Avril stuff. Have you seen that? She was replaced with a girl called Melissa in 2000 and what was it? 2006 or something? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I know about that rumor as well. Like, she's just, they're like, oh, she looks slightly different now. It's like, well, she aged a little bit. She's yeah. not sixteen anymore, or seventeen anymore. Yeah, but that the, the Paul McCartney one still persists now, even. Yeah, I, I, I think people. I don't know. I, I, I sometimes think people almost want there to be like a little bit of mystery and magic in the world, and like, in for the same reason that people still like believe in Bigfoot. You know, like, Elvis. If they're yeah, like I mean, <laughs> if either of these <laughs> Elvis isn't real, but like you know, like if 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 any of these things were around, we'd have found out like the truth about them by now. Like it just like in the time that we live with the technology that we have available to us and our the surveillance all around us, we would just know. Like there's no way that Elvis could continue to be alive now and just go on hiding. Like it just wouldn't happen. There's no Bigfoot. Um, like it's just, but these things give people a little bit of wonder and a little bit of magic in a world that has neither. It's a good story then, isn't it, even? I know it's a bit offensive to him, the poor guy, <laughs> being told he's dead. <laughs> but, but it's a good story. I mean, I imagine it was real. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, if it if it was real, it would be. It would. Be if it was of... real, it'd be fucking madness. Like, why don't we just own up to the fact he died? Like, it's just madness that you'd go to that trouble. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like, as the especially in this day and age, again, if you were to try like something like that, oh well, we had a lookalike contest. It's just like, well, why can't we find any information about this contest? Like, yeah, you, you, you did all all of the pieces that are required to to make this story work can be by themselves like pulled apart like loose threads on a coat it's yeah. it just doesn't but it's just even that work. it's just even going beyond that the motivations are just so flimsy mm. like oh we don't want to upset the fans i'm like what do you mean you get such a big fucking popularity surge from I was, like i was gonna say nothing surges your album sales like someone dying like yeah definitely I think nowadays they wouldn't even bother, and like I'm not saying they did bother. I'm like, guys, Paul McCartney didn't die, but I'm just saying he's still alive. He hasn't died yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if someone if 
say for instance One Direction were still a band mm-hmm. and they were still going around and one of them died they would just hologram them though yeah they would not just like stick a hologram of them on stage I'm surprised they haven't made like a One Direction hologram tour I mean for me like maybe I'm just out of the loop but I wonder if like the 1D fad has passed like I get that some members are more popular than others but I don't know if people would turn out in the way that they would or they would have for that well- it's like this film says, this film actually does point on that. It's like every 10 years there's a new Beatles and it's like, oh, you'll never get the Beatles. I'm like, One Direction was that equivalent for yeah. a period. And now I would argue it is BTS. Yeah, I'd say so. Like there's always going to be that big boy band or that big band of the of the decade, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, and they are replaceable. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, um, the Beatles lasted a lot longer than most do, but I think I was thinking about this when I was watching the Ruttles. It was like there's such a finite time span for something like that because it's so hard to work with people that you're like just stuck with. Mm-hmm. You know, not like even in my own office because it's quite a small office. There's points where I'm like, oh, you know, we're, I, you know, you know. Um, imagine being on a bus like that. Yeah, but like the hardcore fandom that goes around with that as well, like you're like you're growing up but your fans are as well and while they may have at one point been willing to wait outside your hotel for 48 hours, like that's not going to always be the case and like people's enthusiasm or standum disappears. Um like that's not to say you can't go on and sell out arenas 20 years later because you probably can but they're not going to be as obsessed as they were they might it's not the effort yeah they might not be invested in buying the albums anymore or streaming the albums anymore and they'll find other interests as well like I think for f- boy bands for a lot of people are represent a nostalgic moment in time but mm-hmm. that can't go on forever because if it does then you haven't changed particularly much yeah, that's the thing. The, the, the reason the Beatles lasted lo- maybe longer than other bands have is because they did go through such wild changes, mm-hmm. and they did like their their different eras are pretty fucking distinct. Yeah, which kind of got them a bit further than you normally would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard to sustain that. Like the burnout must be insane. Like you must actually grow to hate the people in the band. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened to them, and that's why what happened happened. Because like. Ugh. Imagine having to reinvent yourself. Like you have to take drugs to keep your band going. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of I, there's a lot of Beatles fans that blame Yoko for yeah. quite a lot of stuff. And to be honest, she does have some responsibility. She doesn't have all the responsibility, but she does have some. Yeah. But but all of most of them. In, I was about to say all of them. Most of them individually had some success as as like solo stars to one degree or another. And Paul McCartney's probably like the ultimate example of someone that has just gone on forever like he's possibly the best example you can think of of someone that was in a famous band that's gone on to have like a good solo career as well yeah i think his is a bit unfair though well i see robbie williams is as well Mm. but well michael jackson i guess too yeah like i don't know michael jackson's a weird one because i wouldn't even really count his band like i guess i wasn't there so you know i see him bigger than the band whereas take that and robbie williams and beatles and paul mccartney you can see he's kind of like you know on even levels Mm. but um the beatles is a weird one because paul mccartney like how much of that was influenced by the fact that his competition died you know Mm. like john lennon was making some good hits like his christmas song is huge imagine was huge yeah 
Um, I still can't stand that song. But yeah, they were. No, I know that's fair, but I'm just saying, it, like, you know, regardless, it's a big song. Yeah. And lots of people put the blame on Stella. Is that her name as well? Stella McCartney. Yeah. Uh, are you thinking? Uh, it might be the other one. You're. Uh, are you thinking all? Mm, no. Well, who was the one that had one leg? Is that not Stella? I don't think that's Stella. Heather. Uh, Heather McCartney. Yeah, mm. I think that's Heather. Um, and that's the first one. I think. I, I think it might be Stella because it's about the time where Yoko was a thing as well. And Paul was kind of breaking away. Like, I think people get the wrong wrong end of the stick there. Well, well, John does. I think John was a bastard, though. I, uh, apparently, he was a really horrible person. But Paul McCartney, I think, was the first one to pull away. Mm-hmm. And people kind of see it as opposite. What, what have you heard about John? He, he, he has been documented to have abused most of his girlfriends or wives. See, I've not got a fucking clue. I don't know anything about that. But, he was a really bad drunk. Oh well, I kind of I can believe that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that face. He was jealous in nature, is how people describe it nicely. Mm. But um, he actually said in an interview he used to be cruel to women and physically um, hit women because mm-hmm. he couldn't um, express himself properly, and that's why he became all about peace. But I, I'm like. That oh, that falls into my my well, that that falls in line with my theory about that. Like anyone that's like super lovey dovey, one love is like trying to atone for something they did mm-hmm. in the past. Like one hundred percent. Like I haven't met, I have not encountered an individual who doesn't do that, who didn't do something fucking awful in their past. Mm-hmm. They always do. I'm like, yeah. like, right? Who did you hurt? Like one hundred percent of the time. No, I'm pretty surely like, even when he was with um. Yoko, he was still, like, not a nice guy. I, I think he was... You know, it's like some people are just really awful people but make great stuff. I think he's one of them, to be the, honest. The funny thing is, Yoko still talks quite fondly of him. I watched an interview with her yeah. not that long ago, actually. And, like, I mean, I think she knows she's onto a good thing, though, there, there though. Mm-hmm. Like, she can coast... I mean, not she's in her 70s or whatever now, so it's not like she's got loads of time left. But, mm-hmm. like, she can still coast on that for the rest of her life. Yeah, you never know. She might have a while. And let's be honest, she's not... Like, there's a really fucking funny video. Uh, I would have to find it. Uh, but it's, it's her and John Lennon on some show. Uh, and he is singing away and then suddenly she joins in in the background but it's mostly screaming and the host of the show gets a shock when she starts singing <laughs> and like John doesn't exactly look impressed and like Yoko's there like being Yoko in the background <laughs> um, some of her songs are like fucking hysterical because you kind of think did like a deaf person produce this like <laughs> what is it there's no there's no instrumentation like the 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 the, the, the I can't it's just awful yeah <laughs> she has no talent <laughs> she just has no talent why <laughs> yeah there you go. I think, I think Yoko Ono met him at a good point because he was doing his like oh love everyone stuff. Mm. But I, I don't think you can t- if see if you're that toxic, right? I don't think you can smoke some weed and <laughs> become okay again. You know what I mean? Like, no, there there's still probably still some dodgy shit going on in the background there because that is pretty well documented and even he admits it. It's not just me making shit up. There, Beatles fans like it's documented and you know mm-hmm. it. Um, that is that why oh no it's like the nasty guy didn't do paul mccartney isn't he in the roles uh 
No, that's dark. Uh, nasty. Nasty is John. Nasty okay, well, one. that makes sense then. Okay. Yeah, he's a parody of John. Well, nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. Because um, he was. And that's it. Um, <laughs> I like, I'm not sick. There's a throwaway line I just remember just now where um, Nasty and his new girlfriend, Chastity, who is a she is described as being uh the daughter of the man who invented world war ii yeah she has a nazi armband on they go home they go to a homecoming rally in nuremberg (laughs) 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 just casually thrown in there yeah there was lots of stuff like that it was you know there was some really good jokes but yeah that was like "Mm, okay (laughs) yes um yeah, so this I suppose this film, like this uh, film, TV show, One Elf, whatever you want to call it, um, we haven't done a very good job of going over this, to be fair. But uh, what did you make of this overall? I think if you're a Beatles fan, it would be fantastic. I would love if there was like a panic version of this because I know their history and stuff, but like it does quite closely follow the Beatles story and parody it directly like it is it's not just a mockumentary of like any band it's kind of like the Beatles it's like no it's a mockumentary of the Beatles it's like you know yeah explicitly that and if you know the ins and outs you'll find the jokes great like that's it like it's just unfortunate that I am not mm-hmm. placed in the right time or have the right context to really appreciate it for all it's Cause I'm sure it, like there, there's parts I've just gone right over my head I think that's really fair yeah, I think that's a really fair way of putting it. I would agree. Um, I think, for me, there was parts of this I really liked. Uh, I actually really, really like the parody of just documentary filmmaking in general. Like, a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of the the little calling cards of documentaries from the 70s especially, but even today, are, are sent up in this. And I think that's really, really good fun. Not all of the jokes land, and I don't think that's due to, to us missing context. I think some of it's just maybe not that funny was that not how that's kind of how 70s comedy works so they just throw yeah. everything at the wall and see what sticks and I, I'm, I'm fine with that that's... yeah I mean like you can't expect everything to be hilarious like it's unreasonable no. but like it's it's I I I think this is kind of fairly well liked and I it's fine i like what i was trying to do i'm not sure that the final product really grabbed me in the way that i would have liked it to but you know i'm glad i've seen it and it's Mm -hmm. it's a it seems to be a good it's a it's fun to see a parody of that moment in time from from the actual time itself because i think Mm -hmm. i think you could quite easily make a beatles parody now but it's fun to see something from that time period um, a lot of effort went in though because like yeah. so there was a part where um, you briefly touched on it where it's near the beginning they're on a plane and they go into one car they get driven two two centimeters they go into a van mm-hmm. they get driven in, in the van another two centimeters to go into another van then they go into another car then they run like it's just shit like that it was like mm-hmm. very very cute yeah a um, lot of effort put in very slapstick kind of very slapstick just... and I, I did really like the presenter Mm. Um, I thought he was really funny. Like some of his lines actually made me snort like quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they caught you off guard. Yeah. Any, anything else you want to add? Like I feel like we've probably let everyone down a little bit with this, but like maybe it'll have been interesting. No, 
I, I think it's one of those ones where, like, honestly, the majority was music videos. Like, the, yeah. the vast majority was music videos with this kind of presenter mm-hmm. talking. And I wish there was more of the presenter, to be honest, because he was the mm-hmm. highlight of it. Yeah, I would agree. There was a part where he was at the Royal Variety performance, mm-hmm. it was meant to be. And he just kept looking at the queen, and I didn't really get the joke because she looked bored. But then at the end, she did a standing ovation. I was like, "What's the joke here? I don't understand." Like, I I I think that's a play on like because so the way I've always viewed the royal variety show is um the royal family must have to sit for a load of stuff they don't give a fuck about, mm-hmm. and then at the end they have to graciously be like, "Oh, isn't that good?" Like say say actually, funnily enough, so we were talking about Geraldine last week, um. And it's funny how there's two elements of this show that link. So obviously Paul McCartney was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Royal Variety Show was an element of that as well. <laughs> Links. We deliberately did that. We we deliberately did that, of course. We planned ahead. Mm-hmm. How much do you really think like Prince Charles knew about Geraldine McQueen? Or do you think Prince Charles would have watched Peter Kay? Tell him. McQueen. Like, it's in the name. He has to know. <sighs> yeah. And uh, fine excluding that it's his mum's first name it is his first his mum's first name you're right yeah queen mcqueen queen mcqueen um but really though not at all not very not very likely i can't imagine prince charles watching <laughs> peter Kay. allegedly allegedly though this is a thing that was claimed two days ago on loose mm-hmm. women they're like we know the queen watches this, so ma'am, if you're watching, and I'm like, fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off is the queen listening to you talk about sex and 65 plus year old woman. Like, come on. Yeah. Get fucked. Like, but, who are you who are you kidding? But like that's that's a quite a good example, I think, though, is like so Prince Charles is sat there watching Peter Kay dressed up as a woman, lip syncing to some song he doesn't know. Like, and so he'll be missing all the context in that scenario. And he'll have to do that multiple times a show, every show once a year. If it's if it's him even or the queen doing it or whoever, and so I think it makes sense that you'd have the queen looking bored as fuck and then graciously being like, "Oh, isn't this wonderful?" at the end because that's probably what they have to do anyway. Oh, they're dumb. So I have to sit through meetings. Let her try. No, but like that, that's why I'm, I'm saying I think. Yeah, that, yeah, I know, I know. I'm taking the best. That's the joke. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Um, I did like the bit about um, he's kind of looking, he's talking about there's a very special lady in the audience and the camera's <laughs> looking towards the queen and he's like, oh, my mom's here. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's George's mom or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. No, but, I enjoyed that too. It's just little stuff like that, which it's impossible, even if there was like a really good list on the Wikipedia page, it would be impossible to give you all those moments because they won't, you know, they're, they're so small, but they're so like they're important to why it's good. Yeah. So I think you need to kind of watch it, but only if you're like a Beatles fan. I'd say if you're not, it's kind of a little bit pointless. It's a series of very, very short, quick, compact skits back to back with music videos in between. And so, like, if that's if that sounds like your sort of jam, then yeah, if you like Monty Python, I'd say you'd probably like this. Yeah, that's fair. So next week, then we're looking at pop star Never Stop Never Stopping. Um, which has quite a few interesting people in it. Should be good fun. Hopefully, we'll. Oh, oh and more importantly, it's got a much better uh, plot description on Wikipedia, so we'll be able to give you a proper, proper episode. Woo! Um, 
If you like what you've heard, and God knows why, you can uh, subscribe or follow or whatever the fuck on your preferred streaming platform to make sure that you hear new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at one of us is bored, and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well for more quality. <laughs> quality, quality content quality with kw <laughs> content <laughs> um yeah so join us next week for that if you can be bothered see you then